your source for everything paranormal. Para-X. The views expressed and the opinions given by the individual host and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Para-X, its affiliates, or its sponsors. gathering. The supernatural world can be a dark, intimidating, and scary place. We gather to shine light on the mysterious and misunderstood aspects of the paranormal world. We bring to the table years of experience as mediums, healing channels, and paranormal investigators. We share true stories from our experiences to dispel fear where we can and help you discover the amazing layers that make up the paranormal world. You are invited to gather around the metaphysical table with us and discuss the worlds of the unseen on The Gathering Radio Show. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Gathering Radio Show here on the Para-X Radio Network. This is Heidi. And this is Stephanie on this 2022 Tuesday. How is everyone? Yay! Happy New Year. Happy New Year. First one of the year. And this is our first paranormal smorgasbord of the year. Woohoo! A lot of firsts. I know. I always like that when the year is all brand new and our show is all brand new and it's just fun, 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 right? So. We got into a conversation last week offline about how long the paranormal smorgasbord has been in existence. And I thought it was like last year, right? This is how fast time goes by. I I had no clue. Sarge looked it up. So it's been a year and a half. We started this in June of 2020. Right. So, And I thought it was longer. I thought it was closer to 2019. So, yeah, but it's a year and a half. Yeah, isn't that funny? So you thought it was longer, I thought it was less, and Sarge, I think, was right in the middle between both of us, actually, when we were talking about it, and so... Sarge is probably the closest. Yeah, so, <laughs> and he he named the paranormal smorgasbirds, so... Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. So, how's how's everything going? Good, yep, it's good, good. it's, uh, I don't know, I mean, nothing's really... Like, you know, you get through the holidays and then that's it. There's no, it's back to normal. (laughs) So it's good. How about you? I know. know. Yep. Today was my first day back at work because we had yesterday after the holiday, right? Um, And it was tough. It was a little tough to be up at the office and and my phone had an issue with, so I have this new phone, right? So I got this brand, upgraded my phone over the holidays. And this morning, I get this little pop-up thing when I was still at home when I turned it on, and it said, oh, there's a software upgrade. I'm like, okay, well, I'm connected to the Wi-Fi. I'll just do it right now. Did it. Didn't think anything of it. Got to the office, and I was going to look at my emails because that's, you know, my personal email box. And, wow, I had no service. There were no bars. There were, it was nothing. It was, like, dead in the water. And I'm like, what is going on? And it told me that... My device was not registered on the network. Okay, what happened between, you know, this morning, because I looked at it briefly this morning before I upgraded the software. Must be a bug. I don't know. But so no one could get a hold of me all day except for a few people have my work number. But, you know, not everybody has phones anymore. So I'm surprised I even still have an actual desk phone because we all do it on computers, you know. So you couldn't get a hold of me unless, you know, I got home until I got home tonight. So that was kind of wild and Casey took my phone and she figured it out but she's like it came on and it, of course it's like just beeping up a wazuki you know she said, oh my god mom and I said okay well I really haven't looked at it since last night you know <laughs> so that was my story for today and then yes getting there was a little a little difficult but we well, made it Mike in the chat room is saying haunted phone remember we were talking about that right? last week right <laughs> right Maybe. Maybe. He's saying he's saying home. he woke woke up breathing. That's a positive note. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, that's, you're glad for that. <laughs> you're glad but, for that. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah, but that is funny. But so I don't know if it's a, if it's a, it was something to do with that software upgrade. I don't know, but I tell you what, next time I get a message to do that, I, I think I'm going to think several times before I actually do it because that was well, just, but you know, that's one of those things that if you don't do an upgrade on your phone, eventually your phone's going to stop working. Well, right. But why so would it catch 22? Yeah, so Kate, poor Casey was on the phone for like an hour with Verizon, and she pulled out the SIM card and put it back in, and I don't, I don't really know in the end what fixed it. I think they must have did something on their side because she was in a chat with them, you know, and they were going back and forth. Right. But whatever. So it's done. But oof, Karen is saying it happened to her too. Ah, well, it's just a, a pita is what it is when it happens. We don't realize how much we depend on those phones. But, you know, it was kind of liberating not having it, to be honest, you know. Well, it's something to think about, you know, especially as we go into the new year. You know, maybe it is a good idea to take a break every once in a while. And, you know, it's it was something I was thinking about this week, this weekend. I get a lot of panicked messages mm-hmm. from people mm-hmm. that are going through hard stuff. And I understand yeah. And if I don't respond right away, I get more messages from some of these people. And I want to help them, but it's also hard because I don't work 24-7. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'll get messages at all hours. Yeah. I'll get emails and messages at all hours. And I just have to stop and not look at my phone or just turn it off or set it down because I can't. I'll feel obligated to respond you know, I, ha- I guess I should say I've had to, in the past, I felt obligated to respond. And now I just have to say I have to have set hours, not set hours, but I have to be mindful about my time off mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. and I understand too, if there's an emergency, of course, I'm not going to let someone hang out, right. you know, and wait. But right. sometimes there's people that just don't stop messaging you and they're always messaging and it's like, okay. I appreciate what you're going through and I'm sorry and I will message sometimes, but I can't just message mm-hmm. all the time. But then if you don't get back to them, they keep messaging and it's like, wait a minute, just take a breath yeah. yeah, and, you know, maybe have multiple resources so that if you can't get a hold mm-hmm. of one, you have another. So I've been, I guess if I made a New Year's resolution, which I don't really do that, I just, if I decide to make a change, I'll just do it whenever. But if I was to say that I have a New Year's resolution, that might be one that I'm going to be more focused on this year, being mindful with my time off. Mm -hmm. Because it's hard. Any Mm -hmm. business, any job, every job is hard, right? Right. When you own your own business, though, I don't know. Compared to when I used to do other things where I didn't own the business, I don't know. My bosses are probably like roll their eyes if they heard me say this. But, you know, I I had time off then and I, I did you know, I could step away yeah. where you have your own business, then you oh, go, yeah. I can't step away. Oh, you know, I got to yeah. keep this going or whatever. And it's just not, you can't do that. You know, yeah. I just, I can't yeah. do that, you know. Yeah. And I think for those of us who don't, her our phones aren't our business. They're just our personal life. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I used to be super good about shutting off the phone at like nine o'clock at night. And then it didn't come on again until I was on my way to work. And I need to go back to that because that is the best practice, right? It really is. I mean, if somebody really needs to get a hold of me, they have my home phone number. Those who need it, have it, you know, I don't need to be on phone all the time. So I do have to do that. And yes, I can't imagine having a business like that where you're constantly, because that's why I do what I do. I work until I leave and then I don't think about it again until the next day at eight o'clock. <laughs> and that is what it is, you know? Right. And um, it's, you know, it's interesting when you do a business like mine, which is I work at all hours. Like I'll teach classes at night, I'll work on the weekends, which then I think gives people the idea that I'm available all the time, you know, because I work during the day with individual clients and then I work in the evenings and weekends with groups. And so I do work at all weird hours, but I don't work every day all of those hours. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'll have days off here or there and, and people are like, why can't I get in sooner? Don't you have time today? I'm like, well, I sure. But today, today I'm at home and I'm doing things that I need to get done. So no, I can't just stop and do a session because I can't, no, I need to take a break. So it, I feel bad, but then I also can't feel terribly bad because I need to stop and do stuff for myself. So, you know, the right. phone thing makes it, it's tough. 
because it's always there. So that's mm -hmm. what I found too. I just need to set it right. down, turn it off, whatever. Yeah. Don't look yeah. at it and just do whatever I was doing. Absolutely. I know Karin in the chat room is saying new problem with working at home. You are always at work. And that is true. I mean, when we were at home, when I was at home for that year and a half, uh, you know, you are always there and people have your phone number, right? So if they need something, you get a text and then you have to turn on the computer. And if you know, you know, the, the cool thing about working at home, though, is that, okay, say you decide to take, you know, go for a two hour walk in the middle of the day. That's cool. But then you're online, of course, an hour or two later, or it could be stretched because if there's something happening and something needs you and they see you're online, guess what? You're going to get, you're going to get it, you know? So it, it is a problem, right? But now, and now that I'm back in the office, hmm, Shuts off. Four o'clock. We're done. <laughs> I mean, you know, everybody has my my phone number too. So if they need something, computer's always with me. I can always help them. But that doesn't happen very often. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting yeah thing to think about and be mindful of. And yeah, that's something I'm going to be more focused on, just for my own health and wellness too. Yep. Yep. You know, just to be able to have that time away and not, you know, it's funny, Cindy's in the chat room and when we're together, she goes, she's shocked, like at how much I get either emails, messages, um, you know, whatever, texts, mm -hmm. all the, like all the time, all day, all night. She's like, what is happening? I'm like, I know. I said, I'm not gonna, I can't look at all of it right now. Yeah. I mean, it just, it piles up, but then I just get to it when I can get to it. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, so anyway, so tech, tech, tech. And yeah, Mike is saying we're colonized or totally infected with tech. Our brains have been colonized by tech is what Karen says. Yeah, it is true. Um. So yeah. Did I you? Think, I, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think starting tonight after the show, the phone's going off and I'm going to start doing that. Well, now, see, when I'm out, out of town, though, I like to have it on a lot just in case something's happening, you know, because there's no other way people can get a hold of me. But when I'm at home, yes. What were you going to say? I just wondered if you had made any New Year's resolutions. I don't make New Year's resolutions. You know, I kind of, you know, every month with the new moon, you know, we kind of set intentions. Uh, you know, I have a group of, of girls that we have our little moon circle, you know, and we set our intentions for the month and we talk about them and uh you know of course one of mine is always trying to be calm right let's find the calmness <laughs> because you know me there is no calm <laughs> so that's always on my list but you know it's just things like that I think for a, a lot of us it's more like we have to be good to ourselves in the new year and always because we're not we don't pay enough attention to ourselves maybe we need to adore ourselves a little more and do you know, do our, our fingernails, for example, or get a haircut or hair color or do, you know what I mean? Just to make us feel better, you know? And I, but the calm thing is something that eludes me always. So that is something I need to work on without a doubt. How about you? Well, like I was saying, just being more mindful of my time. I, cause I don't, like I said, if I have something that I want to change, I'll just do it. Does it? I don't wait till the new year, but you know, it is something I've been thinking about because it's been a really crazy fall and in winter, as we've approached, you know, went into December, it slowed down a little bit, but more, it kind of went just back to normal really, which I'm grateful for the business, but it really does challenge me then to be mindful of balance. Mm -hmm. So I guess if I have to you know, if I'm going to think about anything, it'll just be balance and just, you know, staying healthy because I've got some stuff going on. I just need to make sure that I stay healthy because then I can be a better resource for the people that I work mm -hmm. with, for my family, my friends, everybody. So anyway, mm -hmm. just being uh, more mindful about balance is what I'm looking at for this year. Yep. Yep. And eat better. I've been eating pretty awful with the last it started in the month of December, you know, with all the Christmas wow. cookies and everything. So that needs to come to an end. It needs to be mostly fruits and vegetables again instead of cookies and donuts and all that good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm okay with that kind of stuff, but I'd like to bake more. That probably isn't a healthy situation. I mean, but yeah, I'd like to do more cooking and baking. I cook a lot, but not new stuff. I'd like to do more adventurous mm -hmm. cooking and baking but definitely baking i think that would be fun yeah. i love to bake i'm not I'm yeah 
I do cook, but it's not one of my favorite things to do. I love to bake. Cooking is, you know, we do it because we have to. Yeah, that's how I think. <laughs> yeah. I like cooking, but I yeah. thought it'd be fun to bake more, do some <laughs> some fun stuff. Okay. That'll be a, I guess if I have a New Year's resolution, that'll be it. Yeah. Try and bake more. But then I need to find people to give it to because I can't eat Well, it see, all. that's just it, right? I mean, I still have boxes of cookies in the basement. I mean, most of them have been taken, but there's still some. And my favorite chocolate ones that I keep just for me, there's still quite a few left. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so, good. I know, yeah. right? I just, I try to only have one a day or one every other day or something, you know, to keep them. I don't know why I only make them once a year. Isn't that dumb? That's just dumb. You know, you could just make them whenever you want. Um, well, that's, you know, and that's, I was thinking about that when I was making Lexa. I would make it at the holidays and then mm-hmm. I thought, why do I just make it at the holidays? Like, it's good. I know. Any time of year. But I don't know. I just don't think about dragging out okay. the Lexa iron and all that. I know. I know. It's, just, it's tough. Tough. Um, so they're talking about Sherry asked if I have a cam app on my phone for the owls. And I said, no, because when I want to see the owls, I just go wander over there and have a look. And then Dave said, the owls have filed a restraining order. Oh, oh. oh. poor stuff. <laughs> no, actually, you know, I haven't seen Mama and Papa for a while. I'm guessing they're getting ready to nest, though, um, soon. So I need to start. Yeah, I was going to say, I need last to year it was really cold, yes, wasn't it, it, when they had their eggs? So, well, it was February, but it, this but it was really cold for a yeah, while. It's about the time, so I need to start walking the woods every day so I can, because I haven't seen them, so I don't know if they're looking for a nest or if they're going to nest in the same spot or maybe a whole new, somewhere outside the park. I mean, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I need to start doing that. Um. So, uh, so Karen's talking about a TV show on remote viewing and CIA stuff in the 70s. Interesting. And 90s. I keep watching, you know, this is not real life, but I keep watching Lost in Space, which is a fabulous show on Netflix. And it's it's the new version of, you know, Lost in Space with, um, you know, the Robinsons and yeah. Robot. It's so good. It is so I watched some of it. We just, that whole week I was off, every day we'd watch at least two or three episodes. So we're down to, I think we have about a season and a half left because I think there were four to start out with. You know, and we just, we would say, you know, every episode is a cliffhanger. So then you're like, oh, let's just watch 10 minutes into the next one. Well, okay, 10 minutes goes for half an hour. So, <laughs> so it, Mike, it's a new one on Netflix, and it's super good. So it takes place in like the year 2044 or 2050 or something, and they're going to Alpha Centauri. They're colonizing Alpha Centauri. And so it goes with the Robinsons. Are, and, of course, all kinds of things befall them on the way, including, including robot, you know. So it is so good. It is so good. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um. Jerry is saying, have you noticed guides or loved ones seem to make themselves known around the holiday and New Year's? His dad did. Hmm. Yeah. So, so Jerry, what have I'm curious, more information about your dad. Yeah. If you have any, if you can expand on what happened, that would be cool. Yeah. I think, you know, it's typical. Well, I shouldn't say typical, but people, maybe they just notice more when mm-hmm. loved ones come around during the holidays, mm-hmm. you know. Um, yeah. People, well, there's a lot of emotion this time of year, I think. Oh, yeah. Everything oh. going on. Oh, yeah. You know, people think the holidays are just happy, happy, happy. I always kind of think they're kind of a bummer, to be honest. I mean, they're fun and everything, but I think it's just the thought that you're supposed to be happy, happy, happy. And well, what if you're not? You know what? I mean, it's like, it's kind of sad, actually. But they do kind of hang out, right? I mean, remember, well, it wasn't Christmas, but remember when we did the Thanksgiving um, seance that one time and my dad showed, you mm-hmm. know? And they do come quite often, I think, you know? Mm-hmm. Not yeah, if they're around, I mean, if they're available. Yeah. yeah, and they'll come and say, hey, what's shaking? You know, kind of their way of doing it, you know? 
What's shaking? Hey, what's shaking? <laughs> Stuffy Jean, you know? Um, yeah, I have heard that, though. You know, at the holidays, for sure. Birthdays, you know, like that one time I saw my mom. She was, like, standing right next to me at my brother's house, which used to be was the house I grew up in. And it was his birthday. And there she was, you know. And yep. she loved Chris. Chris caused her so much, so much hassle growing up. But she just loved him. <laughs> he was the wild child. You think I'm the wild child. Mm-mm. Um. So All right, Jerry, so Jerry, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, to... you can. Oh, okay, so Jerry typed into the chat room. He said his dad told him when he got there, so when Jerry got over there, there was a lady just here that said to him, I'm here waiting for you. I was shocked, that, so this is Jerry saying, I was shocked Then two minutes later, we both looked at a chair in his place and both see a woman figure. He said, there she is again. Oh, that's, so you, not a relative, have never seen her before. Okay, so you didn't know who she was. He didn't know who she was. So you're thinking maybe it was a spirit guide. I wonder if it was a spirit guide or, you know, the other thing I, I wonder too is your dad, Jerry, lives in a, I think you told me he lives in like a um, assisted living apartment, correct? And I wonder, do you think maybe someone could have died there and they're just coming back and saying, I don't know. He's saying maybe it was a spirit guide. Oh, mm. Karen's saying both her parents saw a woman in white before they died. Hmm. You know, the wearing white thing, though, I'm curious. I think we talked about this before because I had this idea. And maybe this is out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. But when you're watching the uh, with an infrared camera, right? Yeah. Everything looks white. Well, a lot of things look white. I shouldn't say everything. Yeah. But a lot of color is washed out in white. Yeah. I wonder if there's something that happens when you're viewing spirit through the, you know, through the veil, so to speak, through dimensions. Right. And mm-hmm. if something like that happens, so it kind of washes out color. So that We you talked know, about that, I think, on this show. Yeah, before. we did. I know we did a while back. But, you know, so it makes me wonder is, you know, it's just because of the mm-hmm. lens that we're looking through that we can't see color or it's not as strong, you know, it's, I don't know. Cause it, a lot of people say that I saw someone wearing white. I saw someone wearing white, the woman in white, the man, you know, it was just white figures. So I wonder if there's something with the, the vision through the dimensions that shifts color. Yeah, that is an interesting idea, but at the same time, we've all seen spirits that are look just like you. You know, and me. Well, I know, you I know, know that are but there's a color, lot, you know, yeah, you know, there's true. a lot of sightings where someone's all, it's all white. It's true. And yep. so I wonder if there's something with different dimensions. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying one mm-hmm. dimension, there's tons. So it's a certain yeah. dimension, you can't yeah. see color, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. We just don't know, do we? And there's so many dimensions that, yeah, you're right. It could be, yeah. Like it's a certain... You know, at certain dimension or whatever that we just, there's, we can't see the color because of, for whatever reason, you know, or multiple dimensions that you just can't see color. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it's interesting. I thought about that a while back and I know we talked about it on one of our shows, but I just thought, gosh, wouldn't, why is it like that? And then I remember seeing a paranormal show right after I started thinking about it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, infrared camera. I wonder, yeah, if that's like how it is with certain dimensions that there's just an absence of color or we can't see it because of our limitations or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then Mike is saying other sightings all black, reverse polar- polar- polarity. <laughs> right. Or maybe they're coming in from another dimension too, you know, or maybe maybe shadow people are just coming in from a different dimension and that's why they're dark like that. I mean, do we really know? We don't really know. No. I don't know. It's interesting to think about, though. Mm-hmm. It'd be in- I don't know how we'd find out more information. Like, how no. do you study something like that? I don't know. Um, humans can only see in the violet spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. And our, yeah. Cindy's talking about ancient aliens and about the interdimensional... Um, episode where they talk about our limited field of vision and our eyes don't see very much compared to the light spectrum. It's true. Yeah. 
Yeah, and so then don't you wonder, like, for example, when we're out looking for cryptids and, you know, like I've seen little people and you can only see the shimmery outline unless you look with your peripheral vision and then you can see them. So what is it about looking at them directly on that you can't see and you can just see kind of an outline where if you look at them through your, you know, the corners of your eyes, you might be able to see them. Well, and that happens with a lot of things because a lot of people yeah. only see shadow people out of their peripheral vision. Mm-hmm. Mhm. 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 Or you know, they'll see anything like they see movement and they look and there's nothing there. Oh yeah. But it was just out of the, you know, corner of their eye. So Yeah. yeah I, I do think that we're incredibly limited and there's so much more. I mean, you know, if you think about what is right in front of us that we just can't see with our eyes. Mhm. You think of all the dimensions and all the energies and yeah. someone like for me in my in my studio this new studio that I'm in is outer limits. It is even more active than the last one. And I see spirits walking around all the time now. And I'm just like, what? I I mean, I see spirits, sure, but not like this. Mm-hmm. And it's just been wild. And then you think, well, what else? Because I can see more stuff, but what else am I not even seeing? Because obviously I can't see everything either. Um, but, you know, you, certain people see more. And then other mm-hmm. people see more and more and more. And what else could there be right, you know, right with us that we're not seeing? Mm-hmm. But That's do you think cool. maybe there's more activity there because, you know, we know that the veil is just rent open, that it's just pretty much non-existent with all the death happening. I mean, we've talked about that before. And this is why when we're out in the woods, we find all of these, this crazy paranormal energy out in the middle of nowhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's why? I don't know. No, I mean... I think that might be part of it. I don't think the veil is ripped open and there's no veil. I, I don't agree with that. But um, I think there's multiple reasons. You know, it's interesting, though. I've had clients that I've been with and we're having a consultation and we'll both hear things, too. This just happened a couple of weeks ago. Two, one happened yesterday and then one happened right at right after Thanksgiving. So I was having a con- two different clients, a consultation. And the first one, I don't think I told the story on the show. So I, I don't know if you remember, through winter, I hang up these crystal snowflakes from the ceiling. Because mm-hmm. they sparkle and they look fun. And I can hang up snowflakes until it stops snowing, right? So I had all the crystal snowflakes. They're all different sizes and shapes. I had them all laid on the floor of my studio because I was going to hang them up in between clients. So I had them all spread out so that I could, you know, because they get tangled, right? The mm-hmm. little hooks and everything. You got to sort all that stuff out and get it all laid out. So I had them all laid out in the middle of my big room. You know, clients could walk through and not step on anything. There was plenty of room. Mm-hmm. And, you know, clients were like, oh, it's so pretty. I can't wait to see them up. They're going to look great. I'm like, yeah, cool. Anyway, so they're all laying on the floor. And I was sitting in the consultation room talking with a client and I heard, and so did she, because we both turned and looked at the same time, what would be the equivalent of someone. And I could imagine this being, you know, someone who's, um, you know, kind of joy filled or, or having fun or whatever, that's walking through the snowflakes laying on the floor because you can hear them clink together. Mm -hmm. Like someone's walking through them, shuffling through them. And kind of knocking them into each other. So we both turned and looked. And I looked at her. I said, well, obviously you just heard that. And she said, yeah. I go, did it sound like someone just walked through those snowflakes? And she said, yeah. (laughs) She goes, clearly. And so I look and I didn't see anything that looked like it was out of place. But then they were sprinkled all over the floor. So I don't know. I don't know which one was laying where. So, but then it happened again yesterday. Different client. And we heard someone walk through the studio. And it's a carpeted floor. I mean, that's not easy. Mm But they clearly walked through and it's, I'm on the first floor. There's tons of people walking through here and there. If I would have heard this before, I mean, this is like the second time since I've been down there that I've really heard something like this. So I know it's not outside of, you know, in the hallway or whatever, because I'd hear it all the time then. This is clearly in the studio. So anyway, it's been really crazy, active, cool. But you think like, what else is there that we can't see or hear? That's like right there with us. Yeah, lots. Yeah, lots. yeah. Um, I don't know. It's cool. 
It is. And then Dave is saying, I wonder if we appear as shadow people to those in other dimensions. Well, I've said that before. I know. I totally wonder about that. Yeah. Predators are able to see movement better out of peripheral vision, which is absolutely true. Humans are predators. We are. Um, Mike is saying about the, how the human eyes shut down the color receptors and switch to more sensitive black and white rods in the dark. So that's why when it's dark, you can see more by not looking directly at it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Those stairs could produce some interesting sounds, Karin is saying. Because you're right underneath them, right? Well, and I do hear the stairs. I and um, But that sounds like the stairs, and it's above me. It's not coming from the room. And there's that little bit of muffle to it mm-hmm. when it's coming from the stairs or the hallway, where the first one that I heard with the snowflakes, that is... These are crystal snowflakes, mm-hmm. not real, you know, glass, whatever. So kind of a chime. So it was, cr- kind of a right? It was quite clear mm-hmm. and crisp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was not coming from the hallway. I know it because I've heard so much. It's not, I don't, I mean, it's not super loud, but I do hear stuff coming from the hallway. And definitely uh, once in a while from the stairs, there's someone that, I don't know, does a hardcore stomp going up and down the stairs. So, and that's fine. It's not, it doesn't mm-hmm. bother me, but I can tell when there's someone in the space, plus I can energetically feel it, and I can tell when it's outside of it. And so just a few times, though, it's been, like, clearly inside. Yeah, cool. Okay, well, here we've blown past our uh, scheduled commercial break. Yeah, we did. So so this is the Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network. Geek ladies Sean and Victoria from Exploring the Paranormal with Geeks Paranormal are at it again with another amazing season full of paranormal celebrity interviews with amazing guests and stories of haunted locations and so much more. You will hear it first on Para-X. Tune in Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. Central. You will not be disappointed. with Cat Paranormal of Minnesota. And I'm Jerry Ayers with Supernatural Investigators of Minnesota. And together, we are The Calling. Every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, only on ParaXRadioNetwork.com. Anywhere. Thanks for making Para-X part of your day. Your source for everything paranormal. Para-X. Welcome back to the Gathering Radio Show on the Para-X Radio Network. And we have our paranormal smorgasbord tonight. And we've kind of meandered into an interesting place of what we can see and can't see when it comes to paranormal and just in our everyday lives. So it's kind of a cool topic. I don't think we've ever... I don't think we've ever gone into this one before, Steph. I don't think so either. And, you know, like... Which is cool. Well, I... Yeah. And, you know, like... You know, I, I keep thinking when we're out in the woods and we know we really... We have no proof, but we really have felt like Bigfoot has been there with us. Of course, you, can't, you haven't been able to see him, catch him on any kind of cameras. Uh, you know, is he moving in a different dimension? That Maybe we can hear him somehow, but we can't capture any kind of sight or any kind of digital evidence. I mean, it's kind of weird, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Kind of like invisible, you know? I don't know. Yeah. 
it's just interesting thought, you know, mm-hmm. because I know there have been several times when I could swear that he was, you know, there and we look and we've had thermal cameras and infrared cameras and nothing shows up, but we can, you know, hear him and, you know, we're getting the, the rocks tossed at us. I mean, you know, it's just kind of bizarre. Yeah. No, and you just have to wonder, is it, are they actually just standing right in front of you and you just right. can't see them? Yeah. Right. And that, you know, we were at um, Edinburgh Manor in Iowa last year. And the mm-hmm. same kind of thing. I mean, you talk about the, the rocks, you know, or mm-hmm. the gravel sound mm-hmm. when you're walking. Mm-hmm. And we were in the building and it was kind of a, you know, just how often does it get swept? I don't know. Not often. So it has kind of the, you know, sand or, you know, grits on the floor that crunches when you're walking around under your shoes. And we could hear it clearly, like someone should be coming right up to us. That's how clear it was. And that's how close it was. And nobody was there. I could feel someone was there, but I couldn't see anything. And it's like, but they're right there. How could they be making this noise of walking and not, I don't get it. They're right there, but you just can't see it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I think it was, I think it's cool. I mean, yeah, I just think it's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's quite fascinating, actually, you know. Um, I'm still thinking about it. Sorry. But yeah, so <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and then sometimes we can't even see them out of peripheral vision. Of course we can, you know, but yeah, I don't know. But spirits are the same way, right? We know they're there. Like you said, you can hear the crunching, you can hear this, but you can't see. Yeah, it's, it's quite... It's quite kind of mind-boggling, actually, when you think about it. But there are so many different dimensions. And, yeah, for sure. I mean, they could certainly be in one that's somehow overlapping with this dimension. And so we get a sense that they're here. But it's a fleeting sense. And we, there's nothing that we can capture it with. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Karen in the chat room is saying if we could see everything, we might, we might be. Uh, <laughs> we'd lose our minds, probably. Yep. Yep. I agree. Yes, we would. Right. Because there would just be so many things all the time. Too much to process. Yes. We would be absolutely insane, I would imagine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe that maybe some, I don't know, maybe some people they think are insane are able to somehow see all these things. You know, I don't know. That's interesting when you think about it. Hmm. Well, I think that's happened over Mm -hmm. the years you know decades generations Mm -hmm. where people have they've just been overwhelmed by what they actually see Mm -hmm. and what's actually happening in front of them and people just can't wrap their minds around it no no i know karen's saying makes you reconsider so-called mentally ill people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maybe they're just gifted in a different way you know we say we're gifted because we're able to see spirits and you know, no one Bigfoot's around, for example, and stuff, but maybe they can see everything, you know? I don't think I'd want to do that, personally, you know? Yeah, I don't know. That'd be that'd be hard to see everything, and no, I don't think I'd want it. If I could, I don't think so. That'd be hard. Jerry's saying maybe it's more of an awareness than a psychic. Oh, are you talking about Bigfoot? I bet he's talking about Bigfoot. Yeah, Davis. they're talking about in the chat room now that uh, talking telepathically with Bigfoot. Right. But how would you know? Like, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I think we can sense that he's around. You know, I know that, that Cindy on our team always says, oh, Steffi with her spider senses, and she always finds it. You know what I mean? I, so, like ghosts, I think, you know, like spirits, I think that some of us are more sensitive to that than others. But I haven't been able to telepathically communicate with the Bigfoot, that's for sure. You know, um, it would be cool, though, right? I think it would be cool if you actually knew you were communicating with Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But how would you? That's the thing. Well, how would you know you're communicating with anyone? You know, right. right. I guess you just know because they'd show themselves in some way. Yeah. Yeah, Sherry is saying that she's heard it. autistic people are more open than most in psychic abilities. And I agree. When we had our big event in Humbert, Wisconsin, one of the people there was, he was a young man. I don't know, maybe 19. But he was there with his mom and he was very autistic. And 
he did kind of contaminate a lot of a lot of the investigation because he was rolling around and he was scared, but he could definitely see these spirits. And I talked to him extensively actually afterwards. And wow, some of the things he told me were like, wow. And we hadn't told them anything about other people, what had other people had seen in some of these rooms. And he was like, just right on. And he said, oh, that one room, it's bad. There are just bad children in there. And I'm like, okay, how do you know this? You know, because we didn't, I mean, and he was like, just right on the money with a lot of this stuff. And I'm like, wow, you're this is amazing, you know? Um, so yeah, I do believe that. I do believe that for sure. Children are more I think open. it opens up yes. the possibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it's a for sure or an absolute. No, no. But yeah, definitely he was. And he, you know, just, and I remember he was very scared a couple of times. And I said, you don't need to be scared. You, we're all here. It's fine. Oh, that's a bad place. We're not going in there. And I said, okay, well, then go, go down to that room and just, you know, <laughs> you need to be a little more quiet. Um, Dave is saying children are more open to others than others. Yeah, he wasn't a child, though. He was about 19, I think. Um, children, of course, are always until they're told not to, right? I think that's the deal with that one. Um, Jerry is saying he was pushed a lot by his mother throughout his life. So was he really? I don't know. I don't think so, Jerry, because he saw some pretty cool things. Like I said, I talked extensively with him after and... Um, we had a good conversation and he was he was pretty amazing. So I don't know. No, you're right. And we don't allow kids in investigations. Like I said, he was about 19 years old, but he was definitely autistic. And he was the son of one of the other investigators um, who was there. So, yeah, she said she's groomed him a lot. Oh, she didn't tell me that. Hmm. Well, interesting. I mean, it's a it's a possibility for sure. Sure, right? Um, yeah, no, I no kids. We allow no one under the age of 18 in anything that we do. Mm-hmm. You know, I do, I don't allow, when I do a paranormal investigation, no kids under 18, right? But when I teach a class, I do go to like 14 mm. because I'm doing a class. Mm-hmm. We're not going around doing an investigation. And I did have to change it, though, because I've had classes where I didn't have a, I just, I guess I assumed that people would be using, not dragging small children around. And I've had people bring like their eight to your eight years old, eight year olds oh, to the class. Yeah. I'm like, no, no, we can't. And they just, they can't sit still. And so you know, we talk about cross-contamination and causing issue. It, they just can't sit still and mm-hmm. they want to talk or they might get scared. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. parents, let's not mm-hmm. do that. You know, let's, <laughs> let's yeah, no. bring your older children. So I think for my class, my, you know, my ghost hunting or paranormal investigation class, because I think it's helpful for kids to learn. But don't you bring that, don't you do an investigation though afterwards? Not a real investigation. Oh, okay. We learn, you know, people can try out the equipment. We go into okay. different rooms and, you know, it's not yeah. really an investigation. I mean, it's like 20 minutes. We barely get in the room. We sit for 10 minutes. People can see how the equipment works and we head back to the original room. So it's a it's kind of a mini test to mm-hmm. see how the equipment works and go sit in a dark room for 10 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. So, and it's, you know, it's it's cool. Mm-hmm. It just mixes up the class a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I did have to put a um, limit, you know, say anyone 14 and older is welcome. But because people were bringing like little kids and I'm like, you can't be serious right so either so you know and like karn is saying heck adults get plenty scared yeah they do you know so yeah 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 uh not a good thing dave is saying to the kid well going back to the whole dimension thing you know he's talking about you know kitties see into other dimensions but oh yes they do don't they you know it's it's always if you, I, I always think if I think there's something going on in my house I look to my zoo you know because she'll tell me for sure. But speak of my zoo, <laughs> so yeah, I just think wow, this whole dimension thing is you know we should do. Have we ever done a show on dimensions? Mm, 
I don't know. We'd have to look. It might be a good one to have. Yeah. Your cat chases imaginary critters, but how do you know they're imaginary kind? Maybe they're maybe they're spirits from the other side. You know? I don't know. I just think when cats all of a sudden look up and their and their eyes are roaming around places where you can't see anything, what is it they're looking at? You know? Right. Um it freaks I, people out. I get a lot of emails like that. Yeah. Hey, my yeah. cat's staring up in the corner. I'm like, well, yeah. Is anything else happening? No, then you're fine. There's probably well, there's nothing or else happening. something yeah. that got up in your house and cats following it. You're fine. Yeah. So, cool. I agree. yeah, if that's like all said, that's I happening, something. Yeah. what do you see? You know, <laughs> if that's all that's happening, and I do is your know animals that... tracking, you know, that's not a. Yeah. That's but, you know, idea. somehow they know how to get back to this dimension fairly easy, too, because I do see my kitties who have passed a lot. You know, they do show up in different spots, like Lolita's ball will show up somewhere where I know I had it somewhere else, you know, and just and that's like she's saying, I'm here, mom, I'm here, you know, and every once in a while I'll look under the table and there should be, you know, mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, kitties are like owls. They're very supernatural. As you're tangled up with one right now. I, see I know. <laughs> she says, what is going on here, Mom? Yes. So, so yesterday we were out in the woods, and when we got out there, we got to the little parking area where we always park, and here, lo and behold was a beautiful bald eagle, a big one. I don't know. I bet she was three three feet tall. And she was on, um, hunters had left, I think they had gutted a deer. And so the entrails were there. And she was pecking at him, you know. And, you know, she, she looked at us, and then I'm like, oh, get the camera, get the camera. Because, <laughs> you know, me, I'm like, get the camera, get the camera. But she flew too fast. She was beautiful, but... She did. I don't know if she didn't come back, but I think there was not much left. Do you know what I mean? But how mm. cool was that to see her there? Like, what a fabulous thing to see. First time we've been to that area for a long time. You know, there she was. And then we just, we found lots of tracks. We found lots of uh, cougar tracks. We saw cougar tracks. We saw all kinds of tracks. Didn't Didn't really see much in the way of Bigfoot. But fabulous day for a walk. It was so beautiful. And we hadn't been there for a while, so it was fun. But that eagle was totally amazing. You don't know how big they are until you see them that close, you know, and they're on the ground versus up in a tree. Amazing. Amazing. Um, Yeah, they're huge. When we were kayaking down the river here by the house, we had two of them fly over our boats, mm -hmm, boats, mm -hmm. whatever, kayaks. And it was was almost scary Mm -hmm. because they were in flight right over you. It it was scary. Yeah. I felt, I felt scared. I can't imagine what a rabbit feels like. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, they're not going to come pick me up. But I was. Oh. It was yeah. scary. They're huge. You know, I remember, and I've had them pretty close to me. So, uh, but I, there was the, one of the babies down in the river one year, and she was the only one that year. And I remember thinking, oh, I missed her because I hadn't been there for a few days, and I knew she was ready to fledge. And so Casey and I went down there. Looked up in the nest and nobody was home. You know, mama wasn't there. I didn't see the baby. And I'm like, oh, she left. We're never going to see her again. You know, I felt so bad. And then I was kind of walking around. And then out of nowhere, here she came, just soaring. And she flew down. I bet she was within a couple of feet of my head. And it was like, she was like, she she flew to me. And then she flew to Casey and then she flew like a big round circle because Casey was down a little bit. She was in a different direction than I was. It was like she was saying, look at me. I can fly. I just wanted to say goodbye. You know, it was it was the mm. coolest thing ever. It was like the best gift, you know, but she was big and she was just a baby, you know, and she was like, like I said, three to five feet above my head, you know, and purposely, yeah. purposely flying for me, you know, and for Casey. It was like the coolest thing ever. Yeah, they are amazing. 
Um, yeah, keep your mouth closed when they fly over. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, those babies are as big as the adults, actually, when they leave the nest. So uh, full size, just different color. Um, so yeah, so okay, so we are going to do our plug for the calling radio show. So everyone listen to uh, Jerry and Kim tomorrow night on the calling. They are talking with tarot, tarot reader, spellcaster, and natural witch Heidi Lee, medium. She's also a medium. So join them tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on the ParaX Network. So that is awesome. Um, and yeah. All right. So I had another thought. Mm-hmm. This was something I was thinking of as I was getting ready for the show. There, um, Tim was going to watch a rerun of Warehouse 13. Have you ever seen it? Mm-mm. Okay. So it's a warehouse of like magical items, right? Mm-hmm. Paranormal items and... I haven't watched the series enough to give you any more information than that. But I thought, gosh, it would be cool if we had something like that here. I wonder if we do. And then I thought, well, we probably do. Wouldn't it be the Smithsonian? Like, because they have, I would imagine, how much square, you know, acreage (laughs) of building space that has all these things that are mystical magical unknown historic whatnot mm-hmm. wouldn't that be kind of like a warehouse 13 where is warehouse 13 we well, yeah, are well so. it's fictional Doesn't oh it's fictional tv oh, show so it's like the smith on yeah so it's a play you know it's a tv show or whatever about these people who are kind of these caretakers i believe of um magical items paranormal items mm-hmm. things like that mm-hmm. um and yes, the Smithsonian is many buildings, Karen, uh, she said in the chat room. I I know that. But I don't know like what all's in it. I don't think anybody does unless you work there. But I would imagine, wouldn't that be kind of like a Warehouse 13? Because I would think so. Some of the stuff in there, I would imagine, is from places that we probably don't even know exist, you know? Or we think it's just um, fiction mm-hmm. you know, or myth. And maybe it's real. And they have stuff that would prove it or things that are doing something, you know, these items that are doing something paranormal or unexplained that they have to keep locked down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jerry yeah. said I should have a mini one in your place. I know, right? I would love to have a paranormal museum someday. Yeah. That's like a goal. Dave is saying, um, they have many more ancestors' bodies of his there than there are alive of them today. That's sad. I have heard that, though. I mean, it is true. Um, yeah, the warehouse at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark. I, he, I think about that every once in a while. and That's, that's what I'm talking they, about. That's where they put the Ark of the Covenant. It was just in a big plywood box and up in some somewhere, somewhere, you know? You know, who knows if that ever existed or where is it? I mean, why can't we find it? Why hasn't someone found it in all these years? Well, they might have, and it's being stored somewhere, you know, private. Someone might have Mm -hmm. stolen it or whatever, or it's under lock and key from a government or whatever. I don't know. But that's like all this other stuff that I'm talking about, too, is like, Mm -hmm. where where Mm -hmm. is all this stuff? You know, and. Let's say there was a body of a Bigfoot. Let's say there, you know, there mm-hmm. wouldn't there have been, I've heard that there have been some and then they disappear. Wouldn't they be in the Smithsonian? Like, what if they took it? Mm-hmm. Or if the FBI or the CIA or even some group that we're not aware of has access to this stuff and they have a huge warehouse somewhere or multiple buildings like the Smithsonian, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. All those, um, you know, it's just Big piles things. and piles of stuff in storage somewhere. Yeah. I, yeah, I just, well, you know, they've said that, you know, like Oak Island, they say that, you know, the Knights of the Templar had lots of treasures up there. Maybe one of them is the Ark of the Covenant. I mean, you know, we just don't know. We just don't know. Um, yeah, lots of, lots of weird things for sure. We'll never know, probably, you know. 
But the Ark of the Covenant is said to have, wow, such power, right? Mm-hmm. But I would think if you were hiding it somewhere, I mean, if it if it goes the way the Bible says, God would, you know, strike you dead, right? You know, because it's his, you know, and he wouldn't let that be in the wrong hands. So to, well, I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. But then it would have to be in someone's hands. Well, yeah, right? but it should be in the in the in the Levites' hands, right? Because they're the ones that of the of the thirteen tribes of the Bible, they were the ones that were um, tasked with holding the ark. I don't know. It's very interesting. Mm. Who knows? I mean, yeah. it's probably still in the Middle East somewhere. It's probably over in Israel somewhere, hidden by is by Levites. You know, I don't know. We'll just never know. Mm-hmm. But would it be made of gold? Well, if you read the Bible and you read, yes, it is made of gold. It's it was very specific dimensions that God gave to Moses to make the Ark of the Covenant to hold the te- the stone tablets that held the Ten Commandments. Yes, and they carried it. It was housed in Solomon's temple for a while, and I'm not really sure. Stored by a descendant of Solomon and the Queen of Sheba. You just never know. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's very interesting. It's, it's kind of fun to think about this stuff again. I haven't thought about it for a while. So interesting stuff. But yeah, you know, maybe we should have a show about um, ancient artifacts. Where are they? When was the last time they were seen? That would be kind of fun, actually. You know, of course, the Ark of the Covenant is probably the, the biggest one ever. But, you know, there's, you know, the Holy Grail is some is another one. There's a lot. Well, that's those are religious ones. But there's a lot of other things out there, too. Right. I think it would be really cool. We probably uh, could get someone on the show for that. Just well, in the Bible, it says that, Jerry. <laughs> it says gold it has to be gold plated. Yeah, but the Bible is written by humans. That's right. That's right. I mean, so you can't take it's it. open to interpretation. That's what I, I say. I say the, you know, Bible is really just a, a history book. And, you know, history books are all, whoever writes it's, them, it's their opinions, right? Um, yeah, see, Mike is saying that too. The details in the Bible are pretty specific. Oh, they are. We should talk about this. I think it would be really fun. And we could talk mm-hmm. about some artifacts like the Ark of the Covenant. And we'll look it up, you know, in the Old Testament and talk about it and read the dimensions and whatever. I mean, it was very specific and they had to do this and they had to do that. And death was the price for whatever. I can't remember. It's been a long time since I've read that, but kind of scary stuff, you know? Um, yeah, gold inside and outside with a dielectric of wood in between. Can you say capacitate, capacitor? Yeah, flux capacity. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Yeah, we just don't know, but that'd be a good show. Artifacts, a show on artifacts, missing, missing artifacts. You know, over the course of human history, I think that would be interesting. I know they do for sure. Karen is saying people go to college and seminary for years to study the Bible. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And there are so many different versions of the Bible out there. I mean, how do you know? So, but it would be fun. It would be fun to do missing artifacts. You I'll know, let you do be, that one when I'm not able to be on the show. Yeah, yeah. You know what else I think it would <laughs> be? Pass. I think another thing if, I think it would be good to do is to talk about giants. I think that would be another good one. Um, yeah, I think, didn't we do that not that long ago? I thought... Or incorporated I, it into a show. Maybe that yeah. was it. Yeah, because I think there, that's pretty interesting stuff, too. Um, oh, time for us to hang up. <laughs> oh. The music is playing. <laughs> Here we well, go. <laughs> well, next week we have Triana Elon on. Uh, she's our astrologer from Lopez Island up in the San Juan Islands. And we're going to talk about what we what she thinks the new year holds so join us and thank you for listening and thank you to the troops out there if you're listening uh, be safe and we certainly thank you for your service
Absolutely. And thank you, everybody in the chat room. It's been a interesting little paranormal yeah. smorgasbord tonight. So thank yeah. you. Yeah, for all your comments and everybody out there listening wherever you are. Thank you so much for tuning in. Para-X Radio, thank you for hosting us this week again, every week. And Sarge, our most amazing producer, thank you for pulling it all together. We appreciate you. As always. Night, everyone. We'll see you next week. Happy New Year. <laughs>